the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Break every chain. Break every chain. Compulsive behaviors and addictions have long been a pandemic in our society. People are in bondage to alcohol, drugs, pornography, codependent relationships, and more. If you or a loved one is stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and continued destructive behavior, keep listening. God wants everyone to walk out of the darkness and into His marvelous light. Recovery Radio Houston with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Well, here we are. Good afternoon, Southeast Texas. After a little technical confusion there, we're back and running. Uh, you know, it's good to be back in the station. I had COVID last week, and I uh, want to pray for everybody out there that's suffering from COVID or any other physical illness. Uh, and the week before that, my family and I were on a little vacation. So it's good to be back live with you all. And we're going to talk about recovery today. And recovery is a little bit broader than what most people think. People think of recovery, they think of just of addiction, and when they think of addiction, they think of just drugs and alcohol. But the truth is, the Bible is a book about recovery. We're all recovering from something. It might be anxiety. It might be depression. It might be a divorce. It might be losing a job. It might be difficult economic times. Or it might be drugs and alcohol. Uh, addiction is broader than just drugs and alcohol. It could be pornography. It could be gambling. People are addicted to all kinds of things that aren't healthy for them. The enemy comes at us from many different directions, depending on where we're weak. So today we're going to be talking about the book of Romans, because if you read Romans, it really is about a, a recovery from man's sinful condition. But let's do pray. Father, we come to you today with such gratitude on our hearts. It's so wonderful to be here and to be able to share God's word. And we ask that the words that are spoken be yours and not ours, and that hearts and minds be open to, to your wonderful, beautiful glory glorious word. I also want to pray, Father, lift everyone up that is struggling with illness, whether it be in their mind or their body. Father, we know that we're healed by your stripes, by Jesus' stripes, and we just ask that that uh, you touch people's bodies, touch their hearts, and heal them in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right, so at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, we do believe that everyone is recovering from something. Uh, you know, we live in a fallen world, and uh, people uh, come to our church that are dealing with all kinds of things, not just drugs and alcohol addiction, but all kinds of things. We're, we're a Bible-based, non-denominational, spirit-filled church, and we believe that praying for people and being in fellowship, we believe that iron sharpens iron as one person sharpens another, and that we lift each other up. We're a small church. We, we're a church plant. Everybody knows everybody, and uh, it's, a, it's a really great atmosphere. We have a great time. We start off, of course, with praise and worship. We have a good uh, praise and worship team, and then uh, we we go into biblical teaching and uh, 
and we pray and and we fellowship together and and uh, really if you want to get involved we believe in not only being hearers of the word but doers of the word um, we have our ministries are involved in prison outreach and in prison ministry and and in recovery ministries in fact I'll head from here to the open door mission which is a wonderful 110 bed facility where uh, Houston's most addicted and destitute and homeless men are, are finding Jesus and, and God is restoring their lives. So we go in there every Wednesday night and have a break every chain ministry. It's wonderful. So let's talk about Paul. Let's talk a little bit about um, Paul. And if we're going to really have do what God wants, and that is be restored fully to, to be set free, whom the sun sets free is free indeed, then we really need to understand theology. We understand need to understand who God is. And we need to understand who we are in Christ. Every book in the Bible is crucial, crucially important. Um, but Paul wrote, depending on who you believe, which scholars have to the one-third of the books of the New Testament. Um, Paul was called for a special mission, and that is to take the gospel of hope and peace to the Gentiles. I know many of you know all this, but there are some people who are listening to this program who are new to Christ. And it's never a bad idea for us to get refreshed. So at last Sunday, we talked about what did Paul do, who was Paul, and why was he chosen, why was Paul qualified to call himself an apostle, the context of the epistle to the Romans, the theological themes of Romans, why Paul was so effective, our struggle with judgment, a scriptural overview of uh, some of the key scriptures of, of Romans, the Roman road, and the application to our daily lives. I don't think, and especially since we got a little bit of a late start, that we're going to have time to go through all that, but I do want to kind of short-circuit some of it, and uh, if you want to get in touch with me, you can reach me at Pastor John at NCC Greater Heights, Pastor John at nccgreaterheights.org, and uh, email me. A brother has emailed me, has a great idea for a new ministry. We're going to follow up and talk soon. So, And we've had people reach out from Florida and from Arkansas and all over the place that need help. If you need help, you need to get free. You need a faith-based free free opportunity. God will put it in front of you. Email me or call me, 832-475-8642. Text me, 832-475-8642, and God will open a door for you. So what Paul did is he wrote the New Testament, uh, I mean, much of the New Testament, and he encouraged, established, and ministered churches all over the New World. Uh, He certainly wrote uh, Galatians, Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Philemon, Philippine, uh, Philippians, First Thessalonians. Uh, he probably wrote First Timothy, Second Timothy, and Titus, and he also probably wrote Second Thessalonians, Ephesians, and Colossians. Although there's some scholarly debate about that. Who was Paul, and why was he chosen? Paul was uniquely positioned to appeal to both Jewish people and Gentiles. Paul, as he said in 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 one of his epistles, was a Hebrew of Hebrews. He studied under one of the great uh, Jewish scholars of the time, uh, a man named Gamaliel, and he uh, was a Pharisee. And what was remarkable is is that he was involved in persecuting Christians and uh, having them arrested and even killed and stoned to death, and in fact was on his way taking letters to the priest and on the road to Damascus when the Lord appeared to him. And uh, he said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And when Paul said, who are you, Lord? And then Paul was blinded for three days. He then went after um, 
learning who Jesus was, and uh, some say repenting, I say, and some say converting, I say repenting and realizing who Jesus Christ is, our Lord and Savior. He then went, uh, in, like Jesus did in some respects, uh, for a three-year ministry on, but by himself in, in the wilderness in Arabia, where Christ himself uh, appealed to, uh, appeared to him and taught him the gospel. Uh, Paul said, I didn't learn it from man. I learned uh, the gospel from Jesus Christ directly. And then Paul began his, his, uh, his ministry. And Jesus said, in fact, in the book of Acts, he said that Paul was his chosen vessel or instrument to take the message of God, the gospel of hope, peace, and love to the Gentiles. So without Paul, most of who's, who people that are listening to my voice right now, we would be lost. Of course, without God, we would be lost. But this, important assignment was given to Paul and he was in fact he called himself in Romans 11:13 the apostle to the gentiles uh Paul was able to appeal to not only to Jews with his Jewish background but also to gentiles or back then the world was kind of divided between Jew and Greek and I'm going fast I'm sorry but we've got a limited amount of time between Jew and Greek and because Paul was a Roman citizen which was kind of rare he was born in the town of Tarsus and he was around the Greek or non-Jewish world significantly so he he knew uh how to appeal to those people you know we learned so how does Paul qualify as an apostle uh this is really important because of course uh, G- Paul did not walk with Jesus. Uh, he Jesus only appeared to him after the resurrection, and we know in according to Acts one twenty one that apostles had to have been taught directly by Christ during his three year earthly ministry. Second, we read in Acts one twenty two that they had to be witnesses to Jesus's resurrection, and third in Acts one twenty three through twenty six we have we know that apostle a direct apostle had to be chosen by the, for the office by the Lord himself. Well, we know that in Galatians 1, uh, 11, 18, we know that Paul spent these three years in the wilderness in Arabia and that the gospel was revealed to Paul directly. This is really critical. In, in Galatians 1, 11 through, and 12, Paul said, the gospel that was preached to, by me is not man's gospel, for I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now that's Wow. Uh, so we know that, that uh, he was taught directly by, by Christ. We know that he, he, the resurrected Christ appeared to Paul on the road to Damascus. And then finally, Jesus himself, as I said earlier in Acts 9.15, he is a chosen instrument or vessel of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and the children of Israel. Paul was anointed, he was equipped, and, and he was amazingly prepared and ready to take this message all over the world. Without Paul, Christianity would not have spread. God had pointed him to a very, very important office. And if we read the book of Romans, this, of course, is Recovery Radio Houston, we're going to see that it's all about recovery, man recovering from his sinful nature. We've got to understand three things, and that is without God, only through God, can we be made righteous. Only through God can we be sanctified and made righteous. We can only get to God through a relationship with Jesus Christ, and without the Holy Spirit, once we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, third, without the Holy Spirit in our lives, we're doomed to make the same mistakes over and over again. Again, the relation to recovery, we see people go through these 28-day programs, and they just it's a revolving door. They keep relapsing. Relapsing statistics over the 80% mark. It's not true when you truly establish a relationship with Jesus Christ. The, the recovery rates are so much higher and so much better. So Paul is – it was – Uniquely qualified, and the the other, you know, 
incredible aspect about this, God is so good and his plans are so wonderful. The other incredible aspect about this is that God chose someone that was actually persecuting Christians and showed his incredible grace and forgiveness and showed that if God could use Paul or Saul to, to, who was doing the things that he did in such a mighty purpose, then he can use each and every one of us. No matter what mistakes we've made, no matter if you're under a bridge right now, you've got a bottle of wine in your hand, your, your brother or sister or your mother or your father or your cousin or whoever is, is out and, and is just under the bondage of addiction, God can turn that around and use it in mighty ways. I tell people in our recovery that when you've made mistakes like you've made, God, you can go talk to people that other people can't talk to. When you are an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony, and you've gotten free from whatever bondage the enemy had you in, you've got a powerful testimony. And if you'll grab onto that, if you'll accept that whom the Son sets free is free indeed, and you'll let grab God's hand because God's grace never stops chasing you down, and you'll hang on for dear life, then everything will change. You can be used like Paul, maybe not in the same way. You're not. We're not going to write a New Testament. I mean, that's a pretty powerful thing, but you, you never know the seeds that you lay. And I talked to these guys at the Open Door Mission. I mean, it, 10 years ago, folks, nobody would have thought I would be talk, talking about God. I mean, it just people would have been amazed. I mean, and, and I don't – it's nothing that I did because when I was driving the boat, I, 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 I ran into a ditch. Um, it was only th- through the hand of Jesus Christ. I give all glory to God because everything good that has happened in my life is because of him and because of, of me. Stop trying to be self-reliant. Stop being prideful. Stop trying to do everything myself. We're taught in this society, you know, be reliant, be a man, solve your own problems. No, you know, as as Paul says in Second Corinthians, when he asked God to remove the thorn, God told him, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Paul says, for when I am weak, then I am strong. When we begin to rely on God and realize that everything good comes from him and not from ourselves, then that's when everything changes. We're going to go through a scriptural overview. That's why Paul was so affected, by the way, is because he was able to set aside his pride and give all glory to God. So I want to go through some scriptures because they will help you no matter where you are, if you're struggling with addiction, if you're struggling with anxiety, you're struggling with depression, you think you've made too many mistakes and God can't forgive you, that's a lie from the pit of hell. If you think that you've made too many mistakes and God can't use you, that's crazy. That's not true. That's the devil talking. Moses was a murderer. As we've talked about, Saul was a persecutor of Christians. We see over and over again. Matthew was a tax collector. My apologies to my IRS friends out there, but uh, I mean, we see God using ordinary people and people that have made horrible mistakes all over and over and over again to do mighty things. So anyway, let's go through the scriptural overview. Romans three twenty three and 24, everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God with undeserved kindness declares that we are righteous. See, we were lost without him. We've all made so many mistakes. We've all sinned in our hearts and our minds and our deeds and our actions, we can only be made righteous through God. We can only be made righteous through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Romans 6.16, so critical to, to, to 
recovery, don't you realize that you become a slave to whatever you choose to obey? If you're trapped in bondage and you feel like you have to have a drink every day to to get by, or you're a slave to whatever you obey, Jesus says it in, in John's gospel also, you're a slave to sin when you capitulate to it. You can be a slave to sin, Paul writes, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. The Apostle Paul, who wrote this half of the New Testament, says, I I, I do not understand what I do, for what I want to do I do not do, but what I hate to do. He says, for I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil that I do not want to do. This I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer who, I who do it, but it is the sin living inside me that does it. Romans seven fifteen through 20. Well, Paul says, then he asks in Romans seven twenty four. he says, Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? And folks, there's only one answer. I only found freedom when I surrendered and gave my life over to Jesus Christ. Before that, I, I you know, I'd get sober, but stuff would happen and something would happen and I'd say, oh, well, let me just have, I'll just have a drink or two. No, there's only one way to get free. And that is a completely surrender your life to Jesus Christ. And I'm not saying that everyone that has a drink occasionally is, is under bondage, but there are those of us who have the genetic propensity or whatever you want to call it, uh, that we just, we can't drink. We, 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 we can't do drugs. We can't, Look at pornography. We can't do these things because we become addicted. But there is freedom. There is an answer. And Paul says, who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? And Paul answers it in Romans 8, 2. Because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. There's only one way out, folks, and that is to commit your life and your to, to a relationship with your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Romans 8, 5. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature... Think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. We're in a war, folks, the, the flesh versus the Spirit. Romans eight twelve. you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do, for if you live by its dictates, you will die. But if through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. Romans twelve three again, Paul was so wonderful because of his modesty, because of his humility, because he gave all glory to God. Romans twelve three for by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith that God has given you. Romans twelve eighteen and I'm just doing a brief overview of Paul's beautiful epistle that sets forth God's incredible theology, his incredible plan, and what God good wants to do for you. If it is possible, Romans twelve eighteen, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. You know, we're never going to get bring people into the kingdom of God by condemning them. We're going to bring people into the kingdom of God by loving them by leading by example, by showing them Christ's love, by showing them Christ's grace, by his mercy, his generosity, his lack of judgment. People, we're not, we're not called to judge other people. That's, that's for God to do. We're called to love them and to accept them. So I say we have about three more minutes. Okay. Um, so this is important, folks. If you, if you want to know, there's something called the Roman Road. And it's how we come to Christ. Romans 3.10, there is no one righteous, not even one. 
Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 5.8, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. This is, this is critical. If you don't have Christ in your life, if you're lost, if you're under bondage, you need to know this. Romans 10, 9 through 10. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and be saved. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's Romans ten thirteen. Got that? For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord's will be saved. Romans 5, 1 through 2. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into his grace in which we now stand. And again, folks, the enemy wants you to live in, in condemnation. He wants you to, to be wrapped up in guilt he wants you to be wrapped up in feeling horrible about your sin, and that's not what Jesus wants for you. When you come to Christ, Romans 8.1 is so powerful. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's who our Jesus is. He's a liberator. He's a deliverer. He's a healer. He's a freer. You know, I just urge you to go and read carefully Paul's beautiful epistle, the book of the epistle to the Romans. You know, he wrote that. It's interesting. He wrote that epistle to the Romans um, when, in a probably about between 55 and 57 AD. He hadn't been to Rome, but he'd heard about the church. And the church had gone through some remarkable things. You know, Paul was Jewish. Jesus was Jewish. Matthew was Jewish. John was Jewish. Uh, you know, these were Jews who were believing that that Jesus was the Messiah, and so the beginning church in Rome um, was was led by Jewish people, by Jews. And the Emperor Claudius in AD fifty one banned all Jews from Rome. They had to leave under penalty of death. They had to leave. So the church, the Jewish people, was attracting new Gentiles or pagans into the church, and so there were Gentiles left, and all of a sudden they were without their leadership, without the Jews. And then Claudius died, and at the time Paul wrote the letter, the Jewish people were allowed back in Rome, so we have this mixture of people, Jews and Gentiles, and and, and Paul is writing this letter to set forth the beautiful theology of Jesus, taught to him by Jesus Christ, and he's trying to encourage them, but he's also trying to, to bring these two groups, the, the Jews and the, and the Gentiles, together. So it's at a remarkable time, and and there are four main themes that I believe, and you could say uh, you could come up with more or, or differ with these, but these these are important. The themes of Roman are the first is, and I'm going back to the beginning of this message. The first is that justification or being made righteous before God comes by faith alone in Christ. That's the only way. But the only way we get washed clean of our sin is the blood of the Lamb. The second thing is, is that Paul says, is that God calls us to lead sanctified lives. To be sanctified means to live according to God's purpose and design. God calls us to be holy and set apart from the world to do his work. But because of the flesh, we're in this constant battle, and the only way we can win that battle is through the reliance on the Holy Spirit. Once we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit comes to indwell inside us, and we're still going to fight the battle, 
but he's there to encourage us to, to, so that we know what is right. We know what is the right direction. And, you know, you may be saying, well, how can I live this holy life when I'm, I'm addicted? I'm having all these problems. Well, once you become, you accept Christ, you begin to spend more time in his word. You begin to spend more time with other believers, more time worshiping him, more time in prayer. It becomes easier and easier. It just does. The Holy Spirit gets stronger in us, and it becomes easier and easier. Not to say you won't make mistakes along the way. You will. But then you'll be convicted, not condemned, convicted by those mistakes. And there's a big, big uh, distinction. The third theme of Romans is that God is sovereign and his plans never fail. We don't always understand them. We don't always understand why things don't work out the way we think they should work out. But God's plans never fail. Just have trust in him. And then fourth, believers in Christ to be effective need to walk in righteousness. Again, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell within us and bestows gifts that will direct us towards a holy life and also help us to serve and support others. Our new life helps us to be Christ's ambassadors, love our neighbors, and accept others without judgment. Can you imagine a church where we never judged each other, where we only loved one another, where we only supported one another? Sure, we, we helped each other come, you know, overcome obstacles and overcome sin, but we did it with love and without judgment. Can you imagine that kind of a world, that kind of a church? Look at how confused our society, our young people are right now as, as our nation has marched further and further away from God. God wants us to love one another. God is a loving God. All this uh, distraction we get from the enemy and all these, all these people bickering each other, that's not what God wants for us. He wants us to love one another without judgment. If you want to belong to a, a Bible-based church that encourages that loves one another, that lifts one another up, that believes in the gifts of the Spirit, that believes in the power of prayer, that believes in healing, that believes in God's power, believes that Jesus Christ is accomplishing miracles on an everyday basis. So we see that in the recovery community as people are freed from bondage. If you want to belong to that kind of church, join us Sunday nights in the Heights. We've got a different opportunity for a time to worship, and that is Sunday evenings at 6 p.m. New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, at 240 West 18th Street, right in the heart of the Heights. I'd love to meet you there. Uh, we generally have ice cream socials after service. It's service lasts about an hour and 15 minutes or so. Uh, you know, we know it's Sunday night and people got to work, but what a wonderful way to end your week and to be uplifted and to get the strength and the courage to go out and face the world for the next week. It's New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. My name is Pastor John Allworth. I want to personally invite you to attend. I'd love to meet you. I'd love to shake your hand. You're going to find a loving, encouraging congregation. And we are going to teach the truth. We are going to teach the Word of God. And, uh, of course, we are going to talk about sin, but we're going to talk about how to overcome it, not to be condemned by it, but how to overcome it, how to be an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the Word of your testimony, which is a wonderful thing. It's been wonderful to spend time with you today. Uh, I want you to know that we love you at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. But more importantly, God loves you more than you could possibly imagine. Good night and amen.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.